Welcome to the Fit for More podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reed. I'm a follower of Jesus, a pastor, husband, father, and fitness enthusiast. At Flight, we're passionate about two things, faith and fitness. More specifically, we wanna help connect those two areas in your life, helping you live a lifestyle of full health and wellness while strengthening and equipping you to be fit for more through topics on faith, fitness, wellness, nutrition, and more. What's up, Fly family? Welcome back to the podcast. We're excited this season to be bringing you a new take on faith and fitness, where we're trying to walk, knock down the wall between the sacred and the secular. Because look, if we allow it, everything can be spiritual. We've been working on the podcast to see Jesus in our fitness. And then this season, we really just want to see what it is that God wants to teach us, because I'm convinced that He wants to teach us something and work through us in such a way that there's no such thing as this quote-unquote Sunday morning Christian. Look, you're a believer in every moment, and in every moment, God wants to teach you something. So really, the whole point of this season on the podcast is for us as a community to wake up, to open our eyes to the truth that God wants to shape us and form us in each of our activities. So we're going to tackle a whole bunch of different activities this season, from sports to fitness to everything in between. So let me say this, so this episode one, but if you've got an idea, drop us a line on Instagram through email. We'll work to answer the question of what God wants to teach us through that sport. Maybe you've got a sport that you love and you're going, I have no idea what God might want to teach me as I do this day in a day out, week in a week out. I'd love for you to drop us a line and ask us if that's something that we'd like to answer the question with you. What does God want to teach us? Well, this week we're going to be talking through the fitness activity of CrossFit. We know we have a lot of CrossFitters out there that are part of our flight community. I've done CrossFit for a long time. Uh, my wife has too. We absolutely love it. Uh, we, we've, uh, we've done it in different states all across the country and it's our preferred, uh, form of fitness. And for me, I've learned a ton about life and leadership and my faith through CrossFit. And I'd love to explore some of that together and just really tackle that question. What does God want to teach me and us as we're going through the activity of CrossFit? Now, look, I've learned a ton of things, but I'm actually just going to share two of those today. Maybe we'll explore others down the road, but just two today that I've learned that I think are a direct connection to our fitness and how we pursue Jesus So the first that I've learned in CrossFit is just show up, just show up. Look, I've had so many coaches uh, say, you've probably heard this old adage before, you know, if, if you show up to the gym, you are already so many steps ahead of every other person that's still laying on the couch, that's still not doing anything. And look, I've had discouraging days in CrossFit where my times weren't where I wanted them to be. You know, as I compare year over year, maybe, um, you know, my, my deadlift is going down or my PR and whatever that lift is, is not as high as I had hoped. But the truth is I get better if I just show up, if I take a step forward, um, if I show up and do the workout of the day, um, every single day and don't try to cherry pick and don't try to pick the ones that I feel like I'll show up and do this because I might be good at it. If I just show up, the programs program is going to work. If I just show up, I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get faster. I'm going to get fitter. And the same thing is true in our faith. If I want to grow in my faith, then I've got to consistently show up every single day. I'm not going to be perfect, but I've got to think and act with intentionality every single day and in every single season. Um, the... 
David in the book of Psalms in Psalm 63, one says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. In other translations, it says, I will seek you in the morning. And look, the truth is you can seek God at any time, but I think it's a good practice to seek Jesus every single morning. Every single morning, we can be mindful that each day is a gift from God that we are alive on this earth for a purpose. And at the start of every day, we get the chance to, in a sense, resubmit who we are to Jesus. So you don't have to seek him in the morning, but I think there's there's something really important about that because we get to start our day saying whatever it is that's weighing us down, whatever it is that's potentially distracting us, whether we know about it or not, we get to surrender that once again. It's a great idea to go ahead and whatever it is that maybe has kept you up the night before, maybe is feels like it's a burden on your shoulders right now to once again surrender that up, to ask God for wisdom and how you can deal with that and how the decisions that you're going to make um, can reflect your relationship with God. Look, there's no better way to start your day than seeking Jesus every single day. Show up. The second thing that I think is important in this that is often overlooked is that we should seek God early in the different challenges that we face in life. Don't just wait until those things or that relationship has blown up into this massive crisis before we seek God. Ask God for his wisdom at the beginning of each new thing that you're doing, whether that's a challenging thing and it's a a challenging season that you're walking through or just a new idea that you're starting to step into. Seek God early in those in those things. See God early in the relationships that you develop with others. Maybe you're just beginning a friendship. Seek God early in that. Maybe you're beginning a dating relationship. Seek God early in that. Seek God early in your in your decision makings on whether to take this new job or this new career or where you're going to go to school. Seek God before you would spend a lot of your money on like a major purchase. Seek God early in the plans that you might make. We can see examples of this all throughout Scripture. Um, Nehemiah sought God early when Jerusalem was in destruction. Um, Esther decided to seek God early in the process when she saw that there was this evil plan against her own people, the Jews. Nehemiah and Esther showed such wisdom when they sought God early before they even put strategies in place. I think sometimes we can we can get things backwards by putting strategies in front of our relationship with God, but we have a chance every single morning, but then early on in whatever challenge it is that we're looking at to seek God. So first thing is just show up. And if you'll show up every morning in a relationship with Jesus, if you'll show up early in the problems in your life, I'm convinced that you will get stronger with your faith than if you just haphazardly approach it. And the second thing is that encouragement matters. Okay. So in our, in, in the gym, encouragement matters. I was uh, finishing up my runs one, just the other day. I was rounding the last corner before the run was over and I was just about to go into cruise control. Like, you know, that feeling at the end of the workout, uh, these last 400 meters or so were supposed to be really easy. At least I thought they were. I was, uh, quite a bit behind the next runner. And I mean, really, to be honest, who cares? It's just a run. It doesn't really matter. I don't have to win this thing until one of the coaches barked this word of encouragement my way. And I, I really didn't see it coming. I, 
I really already pushed the cruise button and taken my foot off the gas and I was coasting, but my coach jarred me back to the grind. When I was tempted to coast, I was reminded to work even harder. There've been a number of times when I've been directly encouraged. Sometimes it's in a cheerleading way that, you know, a coach would say, way to go. Or other times it's been more constructive. You know, if you'll just change this one thing, then this will be easier. Few people in life can encourage me like a coach can. They know my strength, my style, my weaknesses. They know when to push me, when to take it easy. And in the process, I I think I've learned a lot about how encouragement really works. Look, encouragement speaks things into existence that aren't yet there. Am I good at working out? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure some days, but I can get stronger because encouragement sees something in me that I don't see in me yet. It almost, in a sense, focuses on my potential, not just the current reality. Encouragement, secondly, breeds hope. When I'm ready to quit, a word of encouragement gives me a burst of energy. It breathes a bit of life into my weak, fatiguing body. Encouragement is the breeding ground for hope where none currently exists. Encouragement, thirdly, builds relationships. I feel a closer connection with people that have given me a timely encouragement. I feel like they believe in me when I don't believe in myself. And I'm convinced that relationships are an undervalued key in so many areas of our life, especially our decision-making. Number four, encouragement propels you further, faster. I felt this surge of adrenaline when I heard, hey, you can do it. When you encourage someone, your words help carry someone a little further. Even when you're trying to climb uh, a a wall, even when you're trying to climb something, you didn't feel like you can climb. Encouragement propels you further, faster. Encouragement, number five, tells you what can be. Encouragement tells me that I can be better than I am right now. In the gym, it's that I could run a little bit faster, I could lift a little bit more, and then I could not give up. Encouragement helps close this gap between the deficiencies you see in yourself right now and the picture of who you could be in the future. Number six, encouragement communicates, I believe in you. And look, everyone needs to hear this. I need to hear this and so do you. You need to know that someone else sees the same vision that you do. Someone else believes that you can close that gap, believes that you can produce more and become the better version of you that God intended. Number seven, the awful truth is that I don't always want encouragement. I know that seems kind of strange, but sometimes I just want to give up. My body's tired. My mind is mush. I'd rather just throw in the towel for the day. But when I press through, I find potential that I didn't even know existed. When you feel like you've used up every ounce of energy you possess, you've still got a little extra you can draw on, and encouragement pulls that out. Look, you're an influencer of someone. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you're a banker. Maybe you're a small group leader or a dad or a coach. Those that you lead can't continue to do what God's called them to do without a timely word of encouragement every single day. You're also influenced by someone. Maybe you're influenced by your pastor or your small group leader or your dad or your coach. Those you lead can't continue to do what God's called them to do without a timely word of encouragement every single day. Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Did you catch that? It says, Encourage one another daily. Look, we need this. I, I need you to encourage me. Life's too difficult on my own. 
But you need to encourage somebody else because it's good for your soul to see the God-given potential in somebody else. It does you good when you lift somebody else up every single day. And as we do that, we keep our hearts soft and moldable by God. Because what this says is, Encourage one another daily so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We're all tempted and we're all drawn away. And through that process, we can grow a heart that's calloused. But as we encourage one another, we're not led astray by sin. We're not deceived by sin. So there you go. There's the two things that I've learned from CrossFit that directly connect with our spiritual lives. One, just show up. Two, encouragement matters. Well, I hope you're enjoying this season so far. Next time, we're going to hit another form of fitness. So make sure you tune in. Hopefully, as you're going about your fitness of choice this week, you're asking yourself, what does God want to teach me? Thank you for joining us on the Fit for More podcast. Make sure to visit us at flightsport.com and connect with us on all social media platforms at flightsport. That's F-L-Y-T-E-S-P-O-R-T. Looking forward to being with you again next episode.